GAA Sports Desk. Brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. And welcome to GA Sports Desk here on Dublin City FM. We'd like to begin by thanking Hugh and the Live Drive team for getting you home safely this evening. And a reminder that Live Drive will be back tomorrow morning at 7am. In the studio this evening, myself, Emma Hayden, Peter Brannigan and Suzanne Parker. If you want to get in contact with us here in the studio, the number is 087-977-1032. Or you can give us an email, it's gasportsdesk at dublincityfm.ie. Or give us a like on Facebook, it's gasportsdesk on Dublin City FM. Now coming up for you this evening, we have a packed show. We'll be looking back at Dublin versus Kilkenny at the weekend with reactions from managers Matty Kenny and Brian Cody. We'll also be getting reaction from the friends of Dublin Hurlings, Michael O'Grady and Andy Cunningham. They'll also be looking forward to Dublin versus Wexford this Sunday in Parnell Park. Also looking forward to that will be Wexford's Tom Dempsey and Wexford player Rory O'Connor as well. And coming up in the second half of the show, we'll be getting all the latest in Dublin Camogie news from the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper. Also on this evening, and actually just after throwing in Dublin minor footballers taking on Offaly down in O'Connor Park in Tullamore, that threw in at seven, so only a few seconds ago. Uh, we'll be getting updates on the score in the second half for that game, so stay tuned for them. But first to last weekend, and Dublin took on Kilkenny uh, to get a bit of reaction from that match. First, we heard from Dublin manager Matty Kenny. Played well in the first half. Um, played some nice hurling, and uh, I was kind of, you know, I was, I was happy the way we were uh, moving the ball and uh, changed the angles of the ball, and uh, we built some nice attacks. But uh, as the second half went on, when, when, when Kilkenny came with the push, you know, um, I felt we went. Uh, too direct, you know, uh, too rouge one, and uh, their half back line started to sit back a bit and started, uh, you know, dominating that area, and uh, that gave them their platform then to set up their attacks from there. The, the lads are really, really disappointed, but you know, we're, we're still um, proud of the way we we played and uh, proud of the way we fought for everything there. And uh, look, any time you come down to Kilkenny in their home patch, like it's a very, very difficult place to come to get a result, and. Uh, you know, Kilkenny, you know, um, won out in the finish up there tonight. Look at it, our lads, you know, our lads can be proud of, of, of the way they played. You know, uh, they've been a huge effort and, uh, you know, I think they're in a good place uh, to kind of get over the disappointment of tonight, uh, recover and get ready for next Sunday. Matty gave his opinion on if they needed a bigger lead at the break. I wouldn't say needed, like, you know, like, um, we played well in the first half, but look at... Um, Four points, you know, just four points, nothing in hurling. But like, you know, I was, it wasn't the lead that was bothering me. I, you know, I, I was happy the way we were playing, like, you know, and that's, you know, I, I thought we were playing a good brand of hurling. I thought we were using the ball really well. And the thing is, then, you know, when you're down here in, in Kilkenny's home ground, it's, 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 as I said, that mental discipline to be able to keep going, that keep building that, and uh, trust, trust the process and trust our hurling. And 
you know, um, and if we did, I think you know we'd have been uh, a lot closer in the take that. Matty was asked if there's a mental issue with getting over Kilkenny. I wouldn't see it as um, as a mental issue, like you know, like you know, um, I, 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 like looking at the guys there, like you know, you know, everyone kept trying. The, there's nobody raised any white flags, nobody threw in any towel. You know, the 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 they they kept fighting till the end. So mentally, they're in a really strong position. Uh, like, no matter what we look at, like you know, coming down to Kilkenny, coming down to Nolan Park for anybody is a really, really, really tough assignment. And uh, I thought our guys did really, really well. You know, they're very, very disappointed there, but you know, we're we're very proud of the way they're hurled. They're very, we're very proud of the way they apply themselves. And uh, we've a lot, a lot to offer in this year's championship. And Matty gave his opinion on the second half. You know, that's the thing I try to coach a lot, and that's to be begin my philosophy in hurling like you know that you kind of build your tax build your tax and uh, in the last in the last 20 minutes like we went we went uh, too much route one and I said that that's, that allowed the Kilkenny back sit back uh, uh, ease up that, that that position and then when they were coming out then they had, they had more space to tack into so look at it's it's uh, I think I think Dublin built some lovely scores in the first half and we just need to maintain that that, that approach and uh, have, have the, the mental discipline to keep doing that Matty Kenny speaking after the match there. Now we also heard from Kilkenny boss Brian Cody. Coming to the game, I said it many times obviously that um, there's going to be a huge challenge um, from Dublin. They're a top quality team and they certainly proved that, they proved that right throughout the game. Um, the goal from the penalty, I would say, lifted them and you know put us a small bit back and um, there was a few small things happened in the first half. I felt that you know they, they got scores from maybe just a few little things going wrong for us. Um, I think the second half performance in every single way was upped. Um, I thought the attitude, and the attitude was good from the start, but I think the attitude even got stronger and the, the work rate throughout the field was top class. And, you know, we just um, played very, very well, I suppose, and we had to, because right up to the very, very end, you know, there was a couple of high balls went in here in the last two, three minutes, five minutes of injury time there, high balls going into the square, a goal can come from these situations very, very easily, but we were strong, we defended well, and we, we saw out the game. Brian spoke about the talk of injuries coming into the game. Yeah, well, I mean, at all times leading up to the game, it was never a question. I mean, obviously there was um, focus on the media and everything else about about injuries, but I mean, it was never a question for us about injuries because we're, we're, we're never short. You know, we, we start, we're guaranteed to start at 15 players, 15 Kilkenny senior hurling panellists who we would have absolute total confidence in. And I think to show tonight why we have confidence in them, they're, they're top players. And um, the reality is nobody knows what team is going to be picked anyway. Brian also gave his opinion on the Greg Kennedy incident. Well, I'd say even people who are younger involved in the game than I am haven't seen it. Like, so, no, I certainly haven't seen it before. I know Greg Kennedy played a fair bit of cornerback, but um, certainly tonight it was um, a bizarre thing to do. Um, obviously, I was. Of course, I was unhappy about it because TJ spotted Wally, gave the ball to him. I mean, TJ could have tapped it over the bar, obviously, but um, he was thinking and goal opportunity because it was a goal opportunity and that happened, so I wasn't happy about it. No, I wasn't. I mean, what happened after the match, and is, is, I'm not even remotely kind of interested in, in that if they're, if they're aware or whatever, that's, that's between, between themselves and ourselves. And Brian Cody speaking there after the match. Now to look back on that result and to look forward to the match this weekend as Dublin take on Wexford, we heard from the friends of Dublin Hurlings, Michael O'Grady. So Dublin took on Kilkenny last weekend. Uh, it was a bit of a tale of two halves. Dublin finished in the first half with a four-point lead. It possibly could have been more. 
Yeah, indeed. It could have been 10 points, actually. You know, even, you know, I know the two goals, uh, the penalty that went over the bar. Paul Ryan had a great shot, just missed the upright, shaved the upright and the left. If they went in, it would have been a different, maybe five more points, you know. We missed a few points in play as well. Played really well in the first half. Really made good use of the ball. And were really impressive, you know. And um, I was worried at halftime. I just felt that, you know, Kilkenny were turning a bit and they got a bit of aggro there when the things happened, a bit of, bit of stuff on the, on the field, if you like, you know. And they used it to the advantage. They got much more physical in the second half. But yeah, we had a really good first half. Uh, you did mention it there, a little bit of a talking point, uh, the incident with uh, Greg Kennedy. Do you think that was a turning point? Did it spur Kilkenny on? Oh, I did. I, well, I, I think they used it. You know, they, uh, you know, Brian Cody would use anything that, that takes the win. And, you know, he, he almost attacked, uh, he attacked verbally, obviously, Greg coming off the pitch, you know, and he's no right to do that, you know. But that got the crowd going. That's what Coley was up to. And then the crowd pr- pr- uh, proceeded probably to boo for most of the match. If Greg appeared anywhere, they started booing, you know, and th- that definitely upset the ante with the team, and they played better, and it obviously didn't help us. But I feel sorry for Greg. I just feel he was unfortunate. And the way the way it happened, he didn't. He did not deliberately mark any uh, forward. Mm-hmm. He happened to be standing there because the referee was talking to Chris Crummy, and uh, TJ takes a fast free, and actually that free could have hit Greg in the back of the head, but the ball wasn't in play actually. So twi- even if you might have got a goal, it wouldn't have been allowed. So I think they were very harsh on Greg. I, I believe he got a four week suspension, which is uh, maybe acceptable, you know. But I thought the media were very tough on him. Uh, obviously, because anyway, but they used it. And we've probably done the very same in turn. In fact, what happened, so we can't. We, you know, we're not saying that we wouldn't do it, but uh, it was unfortunate for Dublin. And obviously, they did come out in the second half, and they they just it didn't have it in them in that second half. No, for some reason, you know, they, they played a short pucker. I just feel that maybe our forward should be a bit more aware of this. You know that, uh, you know, we won the long puckouts in the first half, so obviously they were told stop long puckouts, and so we should have known that they might try and change their tactics. And they did for short puckouts, and it caused us, because all the balls then went in over the half-hour. Our half-hours were supreme in the first half. Three big men winning lots of balls, good physical players as well. And um, in the second half, they were really on the ball, because the ball was, was played over their heads from the half-back line. So that backfired, and, uh, you know, we kind of lost our focus then, and um, did a lot of poor things. We're, we're, we're slovenly in our play, sluggish uh, going to the ball, not physical enough as we were in the first half, and um, it just simply they upped their game by two or three, degree, two or th- maybe two or three percent or more, maybe ten percent, and we were down maybe ten percent. So that was the difference at the end of it, you know. And we're not that bad as we were in the second half, and I think they're not as good as they were in the second half. So in between are the two teams. And what do you make of this uh, current Kilkenny team? Do you think they might be able to challenge again, or? Well, you know, you've got, you've got to give it a call, you know, they'll always play with massive passion, you know, but T.J. Reid is, is a catalyst for this team. If T.J. wasn't playing, you know, to be totally different boy. He scored 2-12 last, you know, one a score, you know. Uh, I know a lot of frees, but from playing, he was lethal. He made the goal, uh, he scored the penalty, he made the other goal, won the ball, soloed, passed the ball, ran on for the return and buried the ball. You know, he's a wonderful player. He's probably the best hurler in Ireland, actually. And I, I was last year surprised and disappointed that he didn't get a, an all-star because even when they weren't playing well, he's the one man that bonds this team together. And, um, yeah, they're a good team. If you ask me to, to forecast, they won't win the All-Ireland, but they'll be around for a while. They'll probably reach their quarters, maybe definitely quarters, and possibly semis, and they might they might uh, exit at the semis. But I could be wrong because they normally get better. 
And where do you think Dublin will have to improve after this performance going forward? Well, you know, individually it was okay. I said the first half was good. I just thought, you know, a few players didn't have a great first half. I just thought Eamon Dillon for once was marked out of it. And normally he's one of our key players. He wasn't getting great ball. He loves a certain ball, what he runs out to. A low ball he runs out to. He wasn't getting that, and not too many of them. And the other guys generally, I just thought, played well. I was surprised that Oshin wasn't on. Oshin O'Rourke wasn't on. Uh, there was no reason given he was picked on the team why he wasn't there, you know. Um, I think he would have been uh, an asset up front. He's a very good ball winner and a very good uh, ball striker for, 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 for a light young player. He's really uh, fast as lightning. He might have been a help. He might have been injured. I don't know. Um, I, but I think, obviously, overall, we have got to simply try and keep the ante up for the whole, for the whole 72 minutes. Because what happened in the first half last Sunday, will, Saturday, would be enough to beat Wexford. But we decided to play two, uh, one half only. We won't beat Wexford. We mightn't even beat Charlo. But I think that the lads themselves know this. You know, they, they're a bunch of lads. They know they're trained very hard. They know themselves that the second half, they left themselves down, beat them all over the field. I would pick out no one player, but, you know, uh, they just, we didn't have a good second half, you know. So that's the whole team. And it's not a kind of an individual thing. It's players didn't turn up for some reason. And they got to work that one out. And next Sunday in Parnell Park, in front of a, a big Dublin crowd, they'll just simply to get stuck in, from the world go, take their scores, reduce the number of frees. The teacher league got 12 points on frees. That's too many, really, because that's when we'll score points from all over the field. And um, Lee Chin is the same for Wexford. So, you know, they've got to be careful Rory O'Connor as well. So they've got to, you know, I would say more in the first half and none of the second half is what they will win, will need to win next Sunday. And obviously we haven't seen Wexford playing yet in the Championship. They had their week off. What are we expecting to see from them on Sunday? Well, Wexford, you know, David Pitts on the line, there'll be, there'll be 120% passion, right? So early on, it will be hip-to-hip, man-to-man, and there'll be a lot of close tackles and physical tackles, and I possibly one or two yellow cards, hopefully no red. But, you know, that doesn't last forever, the, that kind of passion. Things settle down after 10 minutes, you know. Our lads have simply stay on board in the first 10 minutes and gradually get on top, and then get on top and stay on top. Because this match, you know, last year in Wexford Park, we were losing for 69 minutes. We went ahead in the 70th minute, missed two easy chances to go three points up, and then lost by a point, a long-distance point from Rory O'Connor, 120 yards. You know, um, played very poorly last year in Wexford Park, and hard to believe they didn't. Uh, they were so close at the end. But, you know, Wexford play a terribly short game, which for us is very good, because the short game means pass, 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 and eventually it breaks down. And it doesn't win lots of matches. They'll play a sweeper, probably. Dublin still have to be ready for that, because sweeper means an extra defender, seven defenders, but they only have five attackers. So we've got to make sure we use our spare man well as a sweeper or maybe pushing forward. And we must decide who the spare man is. So there's not the kind of tactics at this stage. Hurling-wise, both teams are really good. They're all good first-touch hurlers. They're all very fit. They're all very speedy. They have all the, the ingredients of a good team. But tactically, this match should be won. I think last Sunday, Tip won it tactically over Cork, player over Waterford, because those two teams that lost, I think, played a terribly short game. They were passing balls from the half-back line to midfield to the half-hours. Slow ball, which the boys up front won fastball. <clears throat> and Eamon Dillon needs fastball, for example, you know. Tackle player Liam Rush needs fastball. Liam Rush needs a high fastball, not a slow delivery, because that gives time for men to mark and mark and double mark. 
So um, if we can do that, we will win. And do you think it will stand to Dublin that they've had this uh, tough match coming into this game that they've already oh, had under so. the belt? I think so, undoubtedly. You know, and the fact that they need to win it, because if we lose it, it's kind of, it's, it's almost curtains. Unless we decide to go and beat Galway at home in our last match, which is quite possible, by the way. But you wouldn't want to go there. Um, so, for, for Dublin, they'll have learned so much from last Saturday. They'll have recovered, obviously, with the extra day. That'll benefit them. I think they'll be firing on all cylinders. Dublin are hard to beat in Parnell Park. They need to make that fortress Parnell Park for Dublin. And, you know, that will suit Dublin, I think, because they know the pitch so well. And, you know, I think, as I said to you, if they turn up and play for 72 minutes, as they did for the first 32 minutes, we will be a really good team and we'll go well beyond the Leinster final and possibly into a semi-final, which wouldn't be a bad year at all. And what score are you kind of predicting on Sunday? Oh, gosh. <laughs> uh, I didn't look at the forecast. Obviously, if it's a dry day, it will be a higher score, you know. I would, you know, again, it's a lot of scores today, you know. There's more points scored than goals now because because of the sweeper, um, uh, forwards say, listen, let's take our points because they have an extra man up front, you won't get a goal. So I would say um, 1-24 to one eighteen for Dublin. And our thanks, as always, to Michael Grady from the Friends of Dublin Hurling for joining us on the show. Now, to get a bit of a Wexford perspective of that match on Sunday, we also heard from the Wexford People's Tom Dempsey. Wexford making their bow in the Leinster Championship this Sunday up in Parnell Park. Uh, I suppose after what happened to Dublin last weekend in Nolan Park, it becomes really must-win for Dublin. Uh, for Wexford, though, similarly, you wouldn't want to lose a game at this stage with Galway to come. No, I think, Peter, I suppose the biggest problem for Wexford is that it is their first game out. But this Leinster Championship could turn out to be very, very interesting because... Just to, for example, Dublin do win on Sunday, which is very, very possible because this is probably the, one of the toughest places we could have started our campaign. And I, I have a little hunch that Wexford could catch Kilkenny down Wexford Park at the end of it. So, core difference if oh, in that direction could be a big part of this. And, uh, you know, a Joe Canningless Galway uh, may just throw a little bit of an evenness on Leinster this year. And, uh, you know, they weren't overly impressive in their win over Carlo. And uh, lo and behold, if Carlo come in with a surprise result, which maybe, you know, I wouldn't expect to happen, but if they did, I'll tell you, could show the whole thing. It's a very exciting championship, really. Yeah, absolutely. That would be an interesting game if, uh, if Kilkenny had to go to Nolan Park needing a victory, and uh, we, we know how fiery those games uh, tend to get. That's for sure, yeah. What about Wexford coming out of the, the National Hurling League? I suppose a quarter-final place, a couple of good wins, particularly the one in Parky Cueve, although obviously the pitch wasn't in great nick, but, but a good win to get. Uh, how did you view their league performance overall? Yeah, I think the, the, the league finished probably not the way we would have liked to have had. Like we, we, up to half time of the Galway match, Peter, everything was going swimmingly for us, really. And we had beaten Kilkenny very comfortably, albeit without TJ Reid and a few of those Shamrocks men. But we had gone very, very well in the league. And for some reason, we had Galway pretty well on the rack. Uh, at half time and uh, although Galway were a few players short and just uh, playing with the wind and with a bit of an advantage in the second half it just it just completely seemed to go wrong for that half an hour so that's why we're, we're probably facing into Sunday with a little bit more trepidation than we normally would if we had have maybe kept going with that with, uh, you know with that game against Galway and won it uh, I think we'd have been going in a very confident mood but I think nobody knows better I, I suppose than Wexford how potent Dublin can be really and 
Championship. Parnell Park, uh, I think it's the wall that goes around, Peter, you probably know better than I do, but the wall that goes around it seems to make it very enclosed. So when you step in there, you step into a bit of a cauldron. And Dublin, I'm not saying any way unfairly, but they are a very, very physical team. They're a strong team. And uh, I think whichever team is a more assertive next Sunday could be the team that will come on top. It, it could be a, a fiery encounter enough, given that Dublin are so desperate for points now at this stage and obviously it puts Wexford in a bad place if they don't win. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a point your colleague Brendan Furlong takes up in the Wexford people uh, this week. That idea of the middle third of the pitch being big and, and Watford tried to do something similar against Clare last week and, and try and, I suppose, make it a real physical battle. Yeah, what, what I noticed about Dublin really was that they seemed to try to, to a certain extent, to make space in their full forward line, maybe leave the likes of Paul Ryan in there on his own name and Dylan, you know, in there on, on their own and obviously Liam Rush with maybe two players and play diagonal balls. So the real battle is for possession around the middle third and that's going to be the way it is in the tight confines of, of Parnell Park. It's very likely, obviously, Peter, that we're, we're going, we have never gone with a sweep. So whether it be Kevin Foley or whoever they play in that position, they're going to be very, very busy and it's going to be very, very important to, uh, you know, keep the ball into the likes of Rush who got two penalties. That's going to be a big battle, Liam Rush versus Liam Ryan. I think one of your best forwards on one, probably our best back because he's, he's a super player, Liam Ryan, our full back. That's going to be a big battle. I, I just think that maybe there's a little bit more name and he was probably Dublin's best best forward for the league. Didn't really spark last Saturday evening and uh, they're, they're players that I always worry about that maybe didn't go well last week but he might, he might reserves for Wexford but it's, it's going to be interesting very interesting in the third and then how Wexford can really forward yeah and what about the other end of the park I suppose you look at someone like Conor Mack Owen O'Donnell is obviously someone we'd, uh, we'd value as, as one of our better players uh, Conor Mack you know can be brilliant and he can be I suppose hit and miss I suppose but when he's good he's very good uh, that's going to be an interesting battle as well it's, go- it's going to be a very interesting battle you know it's a funny thing Peter, I, I just feel so sorry for Conor McDonald. I played in the full forward line myself over the years. The way Wexford play, we very often end up with two players on three, or maybe one player on three. And Conor has been this over the last while. He's playing very much for the team, gets a lot of criticism. Now, my own opinion is Owen O'Donnell is one of the best full-backs in the country. He's a really super, super player. And really, Connor will have his work cut out on a one-on-one with Owen, let alone if there's an extra Dublin defender. So I would be hoping that Davey will push our players a little bit forward, giving that, you know, Cahill Dunbar, Rory O'Connor, that bit of added support because it's a big task on O'Donnell, even, you know, even if you haven't to, to face the extra man. So tactics are going to be a big part of this game as well. Yeah, absolutely. And on that point, tactics last week, I suppose Dublin were, were mixing up in the first half against Kilkenny at Nolan Park. In the second half, you know, Kilkenny cut off the short pass, uh, or the short book out, I should say, and that yeah. left us going long. It got a bit one-dimensional. Even Matty Kenny said it afterwards. That's something Dublin need to work on if they were to try and get a result on Sunday. Yeah, the, the, the one big factor for me, I mean, I'm, I'm not so much concentrating on Kilkenny, what Kilkenny did, and I mean, they deserved a victory in the second half, but it must be, you know, sometimes things can free up if things are going well. And Dublin second half to me was a little bit dictated by what happened in the first. One, Sean Moran, who who's an excellent player, but he put the penalty over the bar. They could have went in seven points up. And if Paul Ryan maybe had got the ball an inch inside the post rather than outside the post, like Dublin could have went up, you know, anywhere between seven and ten points at half time. And we could have had a much different game in the second half where when you have a bit of a lead, those little things work. So I'd say Davy Fitzgerald will be focusing very much more on the first half performance than on their second half performance last week. And given their first half performance, they're going to be a serious, serious threat to Exford. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose for Davy Fitz, it's a big year. You know, I mean, he, he generally has three or four years with the county. He's in his third year now with Wexford, obviously doing well in Division 1A, which they weren't in uh, under Liam Dunn. But Championship is the big one. Can they get past the quarterfinal? And, and how big is this weekend towards doing that? Well, this is the acid test, really. And I still think, you know, even if Wexford didn't come out with, with two points or came out with less than one point on Sunday, Peter, I just think that the big game could be the Kilkenny game, the last game on we could be looking at things like score difference next week but for me for me this is the biggest game possibly that Davy has faced given the fact that I don't know whether he's going to stay another year given the fact that this team has been you know three years in the making now at the moment that people are expecting at least a Leinster final appearance I'd say for Wexford this year to show that progress has been made so from that point of view it's a huge huge game for both Wexford and Dublin and that's why I would say we'll have a feisty enough opening 10-15 minutes and players will want to be a little bit careful but this is a crunch game for Wexford but on the flip side it's a crunch game for Matty Kenny as well <laughs> even though he's only one year in the, or less than a year in, in, in charge Yeah absolutely defeat for Dublin and, the, and I think they'd be in, in big trouble What you say Peter I'll throw the, a bit of pressure back on the dubs so, <laughs> hey, we, we won't take all the pressure going into Sunday but I can <laughs> fully understand that you know this team is, has developed 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 now we're really going to see whether we've made serious progress over the last three years. Although I would defend the fact that Davy has done a good job and made Wexford very, very competitive over the last couple of years. Yeah, absolutely. Certainly heading in the, in the right direction. And I suppose when push comes to shove, what's your head telling you on Sunday? Who's going to win it and by how much? You know, funny thing, and this probably adds to the drama of this, It's my head has been telling me different things at different times, uh, Peter. It's very hard to gauge a team's form in their first game going into the championship. I think Cork are a, a prime example of that. People would have seen them last week as maybe All-Ireland contenders are seeing them this week as will they get out of Munster. And that is that is my big worry about Wexford. If you'd ask me, I'd say, after the league semi-final, I felt that Dublin would have the edge with home advantage, etc. But there's something telling me this week that Davy will have it right on Sunday, that we, we have the players maybe to trouble Dublin in different areas of the field. But I tell you, I, I wouldn't even bet against the draw on this one, Peter. I think it's going to be a really close, hard-fought game. And you know what? I'm absolutely looking forward to it. And our thanks to you, Tom Dempsey, for joining us on the show. Now, we have been informed that tickets are actually still available for that match on Sunday that takes place in Parnell Park at 3 p.m., Dublin taking on Wexford. Uh, tickets are still available on tickets.ie for anyone that hasn't got theirs yet. But that's just about all we have time for for this half of the show. Coming up in the second half, we'll be continuing our coverage of the Dublin versus Wexford match. We'll be hearing from regular contributor Andy Cunningham as well as Wexford player Rory O'Connor. We'll also be getting all the latest in Dublin Camogie news with the Secretary of Dublin Camogie, Brendan Cooper, and we'll be getting an update from the Dublin minor footballers game taking place at the moment. So stay tuned. GAA Sports Desk, brought to you by the Heralds, every side of Dublin. And you're very welcome back to GA Sports Desk here on Dublin City FM. Remember, you can contact us in studio. The text line here, 087-977-1032. You can email us, gasportsdesk at dublincityfm.ie or you can head over onto our Facebook page, which is GA Sports Desk on Dublin City FM. Now, we are going to continue our preview of Dublin against Wexford in the Leinster Hurling Championship in just a moment or two. But as Emma was saying there before the break, the Dublin minor footballers are currently in Leinster Group 2 action. They're taking on Offaly 
down in Tullamore and they currently lead by 2-5 to 6 points just a couple of minutes to go there uh, in the first half the goals coming from Roger Bulger and Fionn Murray uh, Luke Swan has also chipped in with a couple of points so at the moment it is Dublin 2-5 awfully 6 points and we'll have more updates on that game it won't quite be finished by 8 o'clock but we'll have the latest score in that game uh, just before the hour but as I say, back to Parnell Park on Sunday, a massive game for both Dublin and Wexford in the Leinster Senior Hurling Championship. And earlier on this evening, I caught up with Andy Cunningham to get his view ahead of the match. Before we look ahead, maybe we'll look back on last Saturday evening. You know, we, we saw it last week as a big chance for Dublin to maybe get a victory. 40, maybe even 45 minutes into the game, we were in a good position. But, but it got a bit one-dimensional, something Matty Kenny said after the game. A lot of high ball going into the half-forward line, but not really a lot coming out of it. Yes, uh, they seemed to lose their way completely, Dublin, in the second half. Uh, but in fairness to Kenny... Uh, they were a transformed team in the, in the second half. They they made a couple of switches in, in defence, which was vital. I think it, uh, like everybody in the ground could see that those switches needed, because Dublin were uh, you know completely on top. The forward line were, were dragging the the, uh, the Kenny defence all over the pitch in, in the first half and uh, getting some good scores, some easy scores at all. And it's not easy to get scores against the Kenny defence, but they did uh, shore up a bit in the second half. Cody. Made a few switches, but as you say, one dimensional thing, Dublin going for the high ball all the time, the long puck out, and it just wasn't working. Uh, in fairness to the Kenny backs, they, you know, they knuckled down, they, the physicality of them was ferocious in the second half, and Dublin just couldn't match it, couldn't get the ball into the inside forwards, and uh, they, they probably paid the penalty, but probably paid the penalty of not scoring enough when they had so much possession in the first half, and they come back to haunt them. Yeah, absolutely. And in terms of, I suppose, a decision like that, a tactical decision, is that up to, to players to realise that it's up to management runners to get on and get the message out? You know, where is that a, a failing in terms of what Dublin did last Saturday evening? Yeah, well, like, if you look at the first half, like there wasn't all that many long balls going into into the Canadian fence. It was all, uh, you know, they were, they, as I said, the double forwards were moving very freely in the first half and, and they were running into, into spaces, into positions. Uh, you know, Alan Nolan's given these 70 or 80 balls out, pinging guys. But it just didn't seem to happen in the second half, whether it came from from management or whether, the, you know, he, he just thought that, like, that was the way to go, uh, the goalkeeper. But uh, it wasn't working. And, like, if something's not working, like, you have to change it. But Dublin just kept going at it and at it. And it was just hitting the brick wall every time on that half-back line that Kigeni. Yeah, indeed. And, and last year we had a, a week to prepare for Wexford. This time we had eight days. A massive game now on Sunday because we know after what happened last year, if we, if we lose, we're more or less out of this Leinster Championship campaign. So a really must-win game for Dublin on Sunday. Oh, realistically, yes. Yeah, a huge game for Dublin uh, after that defeat last week. But a huge game for Wexford as well. And I think Wexford will be looking at this game too at the start. Right? Because, you know, they have to play Dublin next Sunday in Panel Park. Then a week later, they're down to Pierce Park to play Galway. So like, they're, they're two huge matches for them. So, uh, you know, it's a, it's, a big, it's a big match for Wexford, a big match for Dublin. You know, you're always expecting, you know, the start, you're going to win your home games. And you've got to win your home games. I know, very disappointing to be beaten by Kenny. A lot of people said, probably myself included, that we thought Dublin could uh, garnish them two points last weekend. But it's still a hard place to go to beat Kenny in a championship match down in Nolan Park. But I think Dublin, you know, realistically and honestly, that the management would be looking to try and get these two points here next week, then move on to Carlow the following week. But uh, it'll be a tough match over the last number of years. There has been nothing between Dublin and Wexford, in, 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 especially in the Championship. So uh, I think uh, this will be a huge occasion next week. I think uh, it'll be a great atmosphere, I think, in the ground. You know, the rumour is that there'll be a huge crowd up here. Wexford have great, always have great support. So uh, I'm expecting a real a, a dinger here next week. 
Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose uh, Dublin have to make use of, of Parnell Park being a little bit of a slightly shorter pitch than some of the other grounds that they'd be used to. And I suppose, you know, we could see a fairly physical game on Sunday. Yes, you could. Well, like, you know, Dublin, you know, their backs are very physical, Dublin. And, and you know, they were very physical for, for, for most of the game last week against Kilkenny. And then just Kilkenny just just got that run on them. But, uh, yeah, it's a small pitch. Uh, probably, and Dublin have a good record. You know, they do play well in Parnell Park. Uh, like, Wexford, their small pitch probably won't suit Wexford, the style of hurling they play. You know, it's all short balls, sweepers, this, that, and the other. You know, they, you know there's uh, it's pinging balls here, 30 and 40 yards. So, uh, probably won't suit. Look at his championship. You know, anything can happen. And, uh you know, when things are not going away, you revert to something else. But uh, like we all know, this uh, Wexford team coming up would be well prepared by Dave Fitzgerald, and they'd be fans themselves. But uh, it's two points that Dublin would be hoping to get here on Sunday. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I suppose we know from last year and from the game, I suppose last week that you know Dublin have had these really tight games that they haven't quite been able to get over the line. You know, it's frustrating to watch, but you hope eventually it's going to stand to them and that it'll get them over the line in a game. Use that experience to to drive them over the line. Yes, I suppose. Yeah, like they were caught uh, a couple of times last uh, last year in, in injury time. I think maybe an advantage, big advantage this week will be that they have a championship match under their belt. You know, it was a fairly physical game last week. It was played at a good pace. And, you know, it was real championship tempo. So that's one advantage that they will take in over Wexford. Wexford will be coming in cold. And it can't help, even though you're disappointed you didn't, you didn't win. Uh, Depending, do they pick up any injuries? You just don't know. Rumor is that they, I think they might have a clean slate, Dublin. But uh, as I said, yeah, there will be an advantage, home advantage, and having a, a decent championship match under your belt. Uh, we'll have to count for something. Yeah, absolutely. Well, what about Wexford? I suppose they're you know they've been playing in Division One A for the last couple of seasons. Um, you know, more than holding their own up there, winning a couple of games, losing a couple of games. From what you've seen of them, have you been impressed with the way they play, or is it is it a very tactical approach to the game that Davy Fitz has? Yeah, I think yeah, it's a tactical approach that, that they play. Like you know, uh, there's no doubt about that. You know, I suppose that in, in certain ways they are a lot like Dublin. Dublin gets some good results, and then you know they get some bad results. Wexford are the same. They can take scalps. You know, uh, good scalps, and then they can fall the next day. You know, there's not a whole lot of consistency in Wexford. I suppose, you know, similar to Dublin. That's why I think it's very hard, you know, to you know to separate these two teams on, on uh, uh, Sunday, as it has been in the last number of championship games. But uh, yeah, tactics, tactics, like David said, will be a big man on tactics. But interesting to see what he does here on Sunday. Absolutely, and I suppose you know we were we were hopeful last week. This this weekend, what's your head telling you? Can Dublin get the two points and reignite this Leinster championship? Well, they, they have to because there's no doubt about it. If they're beaten here on on, 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 uh, on Sunday, you know, you, you like uh, you'll probably go into relegation then because like you'll have to beat Carlo then because you like you know you've got we coming up on uh, on the last match which will be vital, you know. Uh, so look, you've got you've got to win. It's cutthroat. It's like the Munster hurling championship. It's cutthroat. Uh, Kenny are off to a good start there, like you know, beating Dublin. I think Dave Carlo this week. So you know, they, they you know, they, they got the good part of the draw. I wish I got the, I thought the half, the hard part of the draw, like Dublin and Parnell Park, and then down to Pears Park. But I, I still, I still think that Dublin, as I said, is not a whole lot of thing. But I haven't, I like, I got it wrong last week. But hopefully, I think they can get these two points next Sunday. And my thanks as ever to Andy for joining me on the show. Hopefully, indeed, Dublin can get the two points in uh, Parnell Park on Sunday. Now, before the break, we heard from Tom Dempsey. And, of course, Tom was on the 1996 Wexford team, which won the All-Ireland. Two of his teammates were John and George O'Connor. And John's son, George's nephew, is uh, Rory O'Connor. They're all from the St. Martin's Club just outside of Wexford Town. Uh, and Rory's going to be a big player if Wexford are to do something this weekend. At the recent Leinster Championship lot, I caught up with Rory to see how preparations were going for this game with Dublin. 
The way we look at the league campaign, assessing it after after it was over, we were very happy with it, uh, as opposed to other, even other years, even though we got to semi-final last year. Um, when we look back on it, we played, I think, 25 players, uh, got league game time. So, you know, it puts us in a great position going into the championship uh, with definitely a better depth in the squad um, heading into the goal, or doubling it. Yeah, sure. And I, I suppose I was chatting with Lee Chin at the end of last year and he said taking the league seriously last year and then going into championship you were kind of really tired by the time June, July, August kind of came around this year has it been I don't, I don't want to say managed better because that suggests it wasn't managed well before but has it kind of has there been more of an emphasis put on championship than the league in that sense uh, well I suppose we weren't going out with our you know our championship team every day we played in the league you know there was definitely five or six being rotated every day so um, and those more than like our more than ever those lads were the lads that bring the most energy because they were wanting to get their place on the team so since we had a kind of up and down we, we showed you know bits and pieces in each game that you know what we can if we put a full 70 together we can uh, we could hopefully go on and do something this year but um, definitely going into the championship where we feel we're in a, in a better place than we were in previous years yeah, and I was down in Wexford Park last year for that Dublin game in fairness as a told by the and say you know Wexford did deserve to win Dublin kind of got the goals at the end to make the scoreboard look close but going up to Parnell Park is, is a kind of a different thing yeah, it's it's uh, you know it's up there one of my favourite you know stadiums going outside of Wexford Park. Uh, it's tight, it's it's uh, it's tight and close, and it's it's going to be a real battle. It's what every hurler kind of you know likes playing in those kind of in those kind of places. So uh, certainly we're not looking past that game. It's it's going to be the game that dictates our season anyway. Um, if we win or lose, so um, yeah, all guns blazing for that day. And I know from watching Dublin Wexford in underage level, like Wexford always bring an incredible support up to Barnet Park. There's been games where we've been going there where there's three Wexford fans for every one Dublin fan so I imagine there'll be a big extra crowd travelling up that day yeah we've we've uh, it's not new nothing new there we've, we've the best you know definitely one of the top few team supporters in the in the country so uh, wherever we go it depends if it's even in Galway in the league there this year you know we had a massive support over there too so yeah absolutely um, I, I suppose when you reflect now on, on last season and coming into this season what are the differences? What needs to change from last season to get you up to that level where you could, you know, maybe get to an All Ireland semi final, which I appreciate is very far away from now. But in terms of the, the overall aim for the season, uh, I suppose just putting a full seventy minutes together. Um, you know, in previous games we might go down. You know, teams might score two goals on us, and then we might decide to start hurling when we're maybe seven points down and we'll claw it back. So it's uh, it's really just staying focused for the full seventy minutes in each game. Um, we're training very hard and. Uh, and like I said, it's it's the Dublin game that once whatever way that goes, that's going to be the dictator in, in the in the match. Sure, sure. You've obviously got a great family family lineage with, with uncles and fathers doing really really well for Wexford down the years. You play with Martins, who've had success in Wexford as well, of course, recently. What's the difference then between working with those managers within the club and working with David Fitzgerald? What, what's the what's? I, I suppose it's hard to pin it down to one, but what are the general differences? Uh, well, like if you ask any intercounty player, they love going back to their club with just you know um, going back to the lads you grew up with and and the lads you know all your club players and you get to maybe you know you're a bit looser playing. It's not as not as serious in that sense. And uh, no, there's it's just we had our, we got our four championship games played in April, uh, two football, two hurling, and that was a great break. And now we're very fresh going back into the intercounty. And, and in terms of, of working with Davy, like is, is it an intensity he brings? Because Lee kind of gave me the impression that he really bought into what Davy was bringing into the panel. Are you the same? Is it sort of 
you know, do you have to go full throttle with Dave? You go 100% with what he's telling you. Yeah, like it's it's you know you're wasting your own time if you're not really gonna if for an intercounty lifestyle if you're not gonna put your whole 100 110% into it you're kind of wasting your time. So everyone really buys into into this into the setup with Davy and, and the whole backroom team and it's a real open setup. You know, if you have an opinion to express, you'll tell him, you'll pass it by him and he'll and he'll bounce off you. So it's um, it's a, it's a real it's a great setup that way. In terms of Dublin, I presume you've had looks at the tapes at this stage. Oh, where are they strong? Where can they bring danger in that game of Parnell Park? Uh, well, obviously, home advantage is, is is massive in the in the new structures of the championship. Um, they've obviously. Um, you know, I played uh, with uh, Fitz, with Owen O'Donnell, Chris Crummy, and, and they were leaders of the of the Fitzgibbon team, and, and they're definitely two lads to fear. So, um, you know, they make no bones about it. They're going to be a completely different side again this year, and, and even longer line. They're further along the line again uh, in the system they play. And that is Wexford star Rory O'Connor. Now, as you heard uh, before the ad break there, uh, tickets are actually still available. I believe the game is more than likely going to sell out, but there are tickets still available. So if you head over to dublingga.tickets.e, there are tickets available all around the ground, including in the main stand. The main stand tickets are 20. If you're buying them in any of the terraces, it's 15 euro. And there's a fiver on top of that if you're buying them on the day. So it's a little bit cheaper to buy them in advance, either 15 or 20 euro. And there's all the usual crack with senior citizens and students. Get a fiver rebate uh, on the day. Now, Moving from senior hurling to camogie, uh, earlier on this week, Suzanne caught up with the secretary of Dublin camogie, Brendan Cooper, to see what's going on in the county. Well, there was a lot happening over the weekend and we'll start by looking at the senior game up against Kilkenny. How was everyone feeling or what was everyone expecting going into this game? Well, I, I think well, the bottom line, let's go to the end pro at first. Uh, we, were, we were well beaten. We were beaten by about 10 or 12 points, Suzanne. Yeah. Um, and that was slightly disappointing because we, we, we actually went into this game uh, in the belief that we could actually get closer to Kilkenny than we actually did. Mm. Um, winning the match was probably always going to be a little bit of a, you know, a little bit too far. But you know, when you give Kilkenny a, a three-goal start at the start of the, you know, at, at, you know, the first ten minutes, uh, you know, it, it's to be expected that we're playing catch-up at that stage. And we were always under the caution. To be fair to Kilkenny, they put out a very strong team. Um, number one, they played very well. Number two, and they they kind of uh, got into us before that we we could actually even catch our breath now at that stage. So really, the damage was done in the first quarter of the, of the game uh, over the weekend, and uh, that was slightly disappointing because I know the girls were were psyched up to, to do well against Kilkenny. Yeah, um, yeah. Now having said that, Suzanne, we, we in parts we played very well, and the, the, we, so there's a positive to be taken out of it. But unfortunately, the positive. Uh, aspect of it, we didn't play well enough for long enough. In other words, we didn't actually impose our dominance when we had uh, control of the ball, and you know, and we did have our, our moments. But unfortunately, Kilkenny got the got the drop on us right from the word go, Suzanne. Yeah, and what what will uh, what's next, or what will they do next to try? Because it was it was a tough game against Kilkenny, and then a tougher it, it, score to walk away from. It was Suzanne. So what they what they've got to do now is uh, obviously with about four to five weeks before we, the start of our All Ireland Championship, mm. it's uh, it's important now that they kind of put this match behind them. It's gone. Uh, I'm sure they look at the video and um, they look at the six goals. We actually conceded six goals, and that's basically what you know games are won by goals. And when you concede six goals, you, you probably don't deserve to win any match at yeah. this stage. So I imagine when they review the video. They will be looking at each individual goal and how, the, how that, that one came, came about and try to kind of uh, uh, eradicate that, those mistakes going forward to, to the All-Iron Championship. I know in the All-Iron Championship now our first match out is against Maid, followed by Warford. 
Um, so there two matches that will be high on our, on our priority to, to kind of target to win our third matches against Cork and again that's going to be a tough one but if we could kind of get the first two matches under our belt and get a decent result in each game that will kind of eradicate the disappointment of the Leinster match against Kilkenny because I suppose it's the old adage there's nothing you can do about now Suzanne you can just try and learn from the mistakes in the Leinster match and try and, try and take it from there but as I say, it's, it's all back to basics now at this stage. You know? And will it be quite difficult having such a long gap? Because this was the quarterfinal of Leinster. And now there's going to be such a long break to the All-Ireland series. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a valid point to that because I suppose in an ideal world, if we could have won the quarterfinal of a championship and maybe gone forward to semi-final or final, that would take up another two or three weeks. Yeah. And that would lead, lead, lead our lead into our All-Ireland as a better preparation. But... Unfortunately, nothing we can do about it, Suzanne. I'd say it's probably mm. back to the challenge matches now at this stage. Yeah. Now, again, that won't be so bad because a lot of other teams will be in the same boat as ourselves, looking to kind of have some sort of competitive matches or semi-competitive matches in the lead-up to their All-Ireland series as well. So, again, you know, bitterly disappointed on the performance, Suzanne, and there's no point in saying otherwise. Um, but, as I say, it's, it's done and dusted. We, yeah. we can only just pull it behind us and, and, and kind of hopefully learn from the, the from the, the video when they actually go through now this week and look at you know, where the mistakes actually came from. How can they be uh, eradicated going forward? And if they can do that, that's a, that's a positive aspect there, Suzanne. Exactly. Well, looking at the, the second game on over the weekend and it was the Intermediates up against Kildare and the score on that was 2-5 to 1-6. Yeah, again, we, we were somewhat unfortunate, Suzanne, in this respect that we doubled us by two points because uh, no, I, I was at the O2, uh, I was at the game in O2, so I was only getting kind of uh, WhatsApp messages from um, from uh, from Kildare. But basically, we, we led from the from the first minute to the sixty-first minute, yeah. Um, and we always looked as if we were going to win. Unfortunately, uh, or for, for fortunately for Kildare, unfortunately for us, uh, Kildare sneaked in a goal literally the last book of the game, Suzanne, yeah. and we were beaten, beaten by two points. Um, again, if you're looking at, as I suppose, the manager, Dave Dunning now, uh, after the match, and he was fairly upbeat uh, about the performance because they only got together uh, recently because that team was, was disbanded and such, and so they only came back together probably four or five days prior to the match, so they had no lead-in games as such, so to be beaten by, by two points probably wasn't the worst-case scenario. I know Dave was pleased with the girls' performance. And again, like our seniors, that's the end of their competitive uh, fixtures until their All-Ireland series starts around the same time as our seniors. So I know Dave Dunning has been on to me looking for uh, county secretaries um, details so he can organise some challenge matches. Yeah. So that, that's the route that Dave Dunning is going to take. He's going to play the likes of Tipperary and, you know, and Kilkenny and Warford. They're all the teams that he has on his on his agenda to play in the lead up to his uh, All Ireland. So again, it, it, it was pleasing enough, Suzanne, for, for for the team that we put down. Yeah, and but there must have been must have been disappointment there with the last you know the last score of the game that they came away without the win. I, I suppose to lose any match, Suzanne, <laughs> is disappointing. To lose any match by a point is more disappointing. To lose any match by a point, having led for sixty one minutes is probably the ultimate disappointment yeah. now, if, 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 if you understand where I'm coming from. Yeah. Um, but as I say, certainly Dave wasn't despondent because we had the better of, of the game and, you know, goals sometimes can go in and put a different slant on the, on the actual result. Um, 
it's, it's unfortunate that we were on the end of a two-point defeat, but that's the way it goes. Yeah, yeah. Not, the end, not the end of the world. Uh, we, sure. we grouped out the stage, and we will come back uh, and uh, say we look forward to the, to the start of our All-Ireland series, which again is only what this time next month or maybe five weeks from now, Suzanne. That's what it's five weeks from now. Brilliant. Well, look, over the weekend as well, and I think on Sunday was the under-14 minor blitz. Tell me a bit about what was going on. Yeah, it, 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 not actually the minor blitz, uh, Suzanne. It, it was actually the under-14 Leinster blitz. Uh, Apologies. And, you know, and this, this is, a, is a blitz, obviously, as the name would suggest, for all the counties uh, within Leinster. So it's always a very big tournament. Um I'm not quite sure when we last won this tournament, uh, Suzanne, but I suppose the, 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 the thing to, to bear in mind is that we actually beat Kilkenny uh, for a change last Sunday. <laughs> and we beat about seven or eight points. Um, and this is a very prestigious tournament. Uh, it's well worth winning. And we always try to win it. We've never had too much success, in say, in recent years. But, you know, thankfully, last Sunday, we got the better of Kilkenny, I suppose, the number of times Kilkenny have beaten us over the last number of years has been, you know, it's you know more times than I care to remember. So it was nice to get kind of a one over in Kilkenny, and that will probably set the trend for the next uh, three or four years. Well, hopefully the same years will come true from both our side and and also Kilkenny. So hopefully, having beaten them this time by eight points, that trend hopefully will continue over the coming years when they get to under sixteen and to minor level at that stage. So the the, the owners are good, uh, Suzanne. I know uh, Neil Daly, uh, the lead mentor with the under-40 in Powell, he actually brought down two panels, and uh, the A-panel, as I say, beat Kilkenny by eight points. And their B-panel were beaten in the Shield final uh, very narrowly. So all told, Suzanne, Neil was very, very happy with, with the two panels that he brought down. So, And he's put a lot of work into, into this particular uh, group of girls. We seem to have a, a talented bunch of girls. I suppose the trick now is to kind of keep, keep them, them. in Camogie. Yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. And, um, you know, and hopefully the day will come true in three or four years' time to be, you know, form part of our, our adult teams in the future. So the homes are good, Suzanne. So it wasn't all doom and gloom over the weekend. Brilliant. Uh, this yeah. weekend, looking forward, we have got the, the minor league finals. Yeah, this is the first time that we've actually run a minor league, Suzanne. We've always tried, because of the, the age group and, and the way they, they play up on the adult teams, finding a suitable period of time in which to play this particular league has always proved very difficult. This year, we had a little bit of a rethink about it. We, we changed some of the things around a bit. So, thankfully, it seems to have all come to, uh, it, it's worked out really, really well. And this coming weekend, we have three finals. We have the, uh, well, we actually have six finals. <laughs> we have three three minor finals and three shield finals. And, uh, in the A final, we have Kimmelcud Croaks and uh, St. Oliver Plunkets. Kimmelcud have been very, very strong in this particular competition. Uh, they are very supportive of, 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 of a minor grade in, in, its, uh, in, in the strict sense because they, like a lot of other clubs, feel that girls should be given the opportunity to play within their own age group as mm-hmm. opposed to having to play up to a, to a higher grade. Now, that playing up to a higher grade is no problem for the better players, but for the average club player, it can be a little bit intimidating when you're playing with adults. So the, the, the prospect of playing within their own age group has been very, uh, it's been welcomed by a lot of clubs. And uh, as I say, that, that's the A final, Croaks and uh, Oliver Plunkett's. The B final is Whitehall and Lucas Sarsfields. They've already met in the group stages already. I think uh, Lucas won by a point, if memory serves me correctly. So that should be a cracking uh, B final. 
and uh, our C final is uh, Nate Morbert's commercials. Two relatively new clubs within uh, Dublin Camogie. So we're hoping that uh, this will be a pathway to the future success for both those clubs. So, you know, it, it's, it's something that we've never run before. It's going off easily well. I, I have learned some uh, the errors of my way for certain things now this year to that. But I'll put that to good use now next year if I'm still around and still doing the fixtures I'll put that to good use so it's, uh, I'm looking forward to Sunday so lots of very good matches uh, in, at the moment in Great Sudan Brilliant and then finally Brendan before I let you go the Pope Father is on this weekend yeah, uh, by all by all uh, accounts, uh, Suzanne, this is going to be a fantastic tournament because last year, around the same time, I remember going out to Benader on the Hill of Holt. And the weather was, it was similar to what we're currently ex- experiencing at the moment. You know, temperatures in, in, in the, you know, 20 degrees, you know, low 20s or thereabouts. And I can honestly assure you that, you know, walking around the Hill of Holt on a Friday evening, you know, when the sun is kind of setting, it's, number one, it's a spectacular view from the Hill of Holt. Um, the competition is always very, very intense, and we're putting forward six under 16 um, girls and six adult girls, and the winner will come from one of those girls. The double football will come from one of those girls. It's been run in conjunction with the GAA, um, so the hurlers will be out there as well, the, 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 the under 16s and the, the adults as well. So it promises to be a spectacular event on Friday evening, and anyone who's in, in, in or around Hill of Hope could do a lot worse than going out there about half six and having a bit of fun and getting a bit, a bit of fresh air and nice healthy living as Suzanne. Brilliant. Brendan, thank you very much for joining me on the programme. A pleasure as always, Suzanne. Chat to you next week. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. Yeah, the uh, Puck Fada, one of the more novel events in the GA calendar. So uh, if you're around Holt at the weekend, do make sure you head out. Now, we nearly are out of time here on GA Sports Desk this evening. But just before I go, uh, the Leinster Minor Football Championship in Round 3, uh, Dublin are taking on Offaly. This is in Group 2. And at the moment, the Dubs are leading by 2-7 to 8 points down in Tullamore. The goals coming in the first half from Roger Bulger and Fionn Murray. Luke Swan has also chipped in with 3 points. And as things stand, Dublin would top Group 2, uh, as I say, 5 points ahead in in that game and it's looking likely looking at the games uh, the, the result as it's standing in the other group that's uh, group 3 it's looking likely that Dublin would take on Wicklow they're currently beating Loud uh, and the winner of group 2 plays the runner up in group 3 in the quarterfinals uh, in the first week of June so it's looking like Dublin if they can beat Offaly tonight are going to be taking on Wicklow on the 1st of June as we were saying earlier on the show as well, the Dublin Westford hurling game taking place this Sunday in the Leinster Championship. It throws in at three o'clock. Uh, it is expected to be a sellout, but there are actually now some tickets available once again online. DublinGA.tickets.ie. There are even stand tickets available. The stand tickets are, if you're buying in advance, twenty euro, and the terrace tickets are fifteen euro. Uh, it's a fiver extra on top of that if you're buying them on the day. Although I wouldn't advise you to wait till the day. I don't think there's going to be many tickets, if any, available on the day. Uh, so head over to DublinGA.tickets.ie, and you'll be able to get your uh, your tickets there and uh, as the lads were saying earlier on there's probably going to be a big Wexford support coming up home game for Dublin so hopefully we have a good 60-70% to 70% of the ground uh, dolled out in blue on Sunday afternoon uh, do stay tuned to uh, Dublin City FM this evening up next Suzanne is hanging around she's on Artbeat Duty this evening but on behalf of the GA Sports Desk team Emma Hayden uh, Suzanne Parker Katie Scanlon on sound and myself Peter Brannigan do have a great weekend and we will talk to you again next Wednesday evening